financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Good morning. Good morning, Jess. How are you? I am good. It is the dreaded time of the year, though. Taxes were just due. Ugh. I know. It's whether you, well, I think if you think you're getting something back, it's a good time. But if you think you're breaking even or owing money, it's it's dreadful. Yeah, I think so. And I wanted to talk about this specific situation today because most often we're talking about, you know, if you're paying your taxes that you're overpaying and you're getting a refund or, you know, how you could adjust that. And I'm always talking about the tax situation as if everyone paid taxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And it isn't the case. And there has been for many, many years, uh, these different movements, I I hate to call them scams, but different movements of companies that crop up and give you what you want to believe, which is some reason not to pay your income taxes. Uh, And now we're not talking about people who don't make enough money to file. Mm -hmm. That's a totally legit, you didn't make enough money, you didn't have to file, talk to your accountant, make sure, no problem with that. But what we're talking about here is how people get themselves into a position where they are they aren't paying income tax and they're afraid to start paying income tax very often it's self-employed people so i'll use a restaurant as an example because it's a really good example and very common Mm -hmm. sometimes restaurants particularly in this covid situation if they didn't get a lot of stimulus money or they couldn't stay afloat well they have to pay the things that keep them in business first like their meals tax like the vendors that come in you know so they're their staff, right? They're constantly putting out money to try to just keep the doors open. But at the end of the season, the end of the year, when they start to calculate how much money they made and they start to file their taxes and they see what they really owe in income tax, the money may not be there to pay it. Are you talking about the actual restaurants, the actual businesses or the, the staff? Well, it could be either actually, but I was talking about the businesses, but yes, it could be staff related as well. This is, it's not exclusive to businesses. Individuals have this problem all the time where, and I've held many, many people who will finally, after some, you know, some extensive conversation, finally say, well, I have a problem about buying that house, or I can't quite get these loans, or, you know, I have an issue because I haven't filed a tax return in fill in the blank, Mm -hmm. three years, five years, ever, two years, whatever. And it's one of those things that is so frightening to people. Just the acronym IRS sends chills into people, you know, oh my gosh, I don't want to be audited. I'm afraid if they get me, I'll have, I'll be sued for tax evasion and, you know, all of this. So, Tax evasion is the willful act of not paying your taxes because you just don't think it belongs to you. You're just not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's willful. But what usually throws people into the situation where they're not going to be accused of tax evasion and, and tried for that is some sort of personal event, you know, a medical problem, a business problem. Uh, a mistake that they didn't think they owed taxes that year and they didn't pay them. And now next year, all of a sudden, they owe so much money they don't have it. Just plain old fear. They're just afraid to face it. So, and, and in some cases, even as I mentioned, these companies crop up and tell you why you shouldn't have to pay your taxes. Let's call them anti-government sentiments. They uh, found these companies to talk to you about the belief that the penalty for paying the taxes, you know, they won't, that won't really outweigh the expense or the trouble of filing. So you should just not pay your taxes and accept the penalty if they ever catch you. Mm. Um, I, I've even known people who live their entire life, at least to date, never filing a tax return, always working only for cash, 
assuming that they're not in the system and they won't get caught. And what they don't realize is the tiniest little thing, like opening up a checking account at a bank that happens to be an interest-bearing account. It might be the tiniest little amount of interest, but that generates a 1099 attached to your social security number. Mm -hmm. If somebody wants to find you, you're probably on the radar more than you think. And if you're trying to live like that, where you're trying to not pay taxes no matter what, and you're only working on a cash basis because you don't want to get into the tax system, you know, that's all fine and dandy, but it limits your options. And for instance, a very simple thing like being able to buy a house. What's the first thing they ask you for? Two years tax returns. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to buy a car, they're going to pull your credit report. What's your credit report going to show? A lot of things, including your income, your debt. How do you get a credit report if you don't ever have any debt and you don't ever show any income. You want to rent an apartment. I mean, anything. It is all tied to the idea of you re being a reportable person in some way. So what can you do uh, if you find yourself in this situation? And, you know, we can talk about some, some different cases that people might have. But, you know, the first thing you have to do is, of course, as we always say, just recognize that you're in this situation. Call a tax attorney. Call an accountant. You know, you'll have attorney-client privilege. Talk to them and say, I have this problem. I'm afraid to do this. Now, I've worked closely with people doing this. And I'll tell you, if you think that they're afraid to tell me about their debt or that they're afraid to admit that they aren't a good saver, wait till you see how really fearful people are, how guarded they are uh, to the point of self-destruction about telling you that they haven't filed a tax return or that they owe tax money, even if they filed, that they owe so much money, they don't know how what, how they're going to get out of this. And the saddest part about that, Jess, is that it it is really crippling. I've experienced this many times in my life. And the fear that something bad will happen to you is so strong that you cannot face it. You just want to sweep it under the carpet and hope you get through the next year and the next year. And so most people who are in this situation will tell me, Oh, they don't just owe one year's taxes. They owe several. Mm -hmm. And it's become insurmountable in their mind. They, in their mind's eye, they can't imagine that they will, that there is some solution, that anybody will be forgiving of anything. And at the very least, how will they ever pay that much money back? And that's what keeps them from facing it. I will say, um, just to be open, uh, this situation happened to me probably seven or eight years ago, where mm -hmm. I owed a couple of years in taxes, and it wasn't because I didn't want to pay it. It was that I had done my taxes the year before, and I work in radio, so I had some unemployment on those taxes. And for whatever reason, they said it was done wrong, and I was overpaid. So then the next like two years, they just kept taking the entire return. But because there was penalties and fees that had accrued on there from not filing it, every single time I would get a return, it would just go directly to that. And I had a situation where it was one year was still outstanding, but I no longer had the W-2. And it was just really hard to take care of all of it. And it was exactly what you said. It was just that crippling, not a fear of something bad happening to me, but just where do I even start to get out of this mess so I'm back at the point where I can just file taxes regularly. And it was just overwhelming. I ended up having to go yeah. to an accountant and ended up costing me a bunch of money to get it taken care of. Where had I just done it the first year, I would have been in such a better position. For sure. You know, I, I thank you so much. I did not know this off the air for anybody listening. I, I, I never knew this about you. And it's certainly very 
brave of you for saying it. And also just to let people know you can get through it. You can get by this. You know, I can remember a time when I was very young, uh, where I too had a similar problem where I just couldn't, the, the taxes came up as a surprise. I was self-employed. I thought I was paying enough. I couldn't pay all my taxes. And I just freaked out like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do about mm-hmm. this? So as many of the things that we bring to the airwaves, I've had a lot of personal experience with it, uh, my own experience and that of helping clients. Let's talk just briefly about the kinds of things that someone might call you and tell you, or that you might trip across on the internet or Uh, you might get a piece of direct mail about that sounds so appealing and you want to hear it so much. (laughs) But it's too good to be true. Yeah, I mean, who wants to pay taxes? It's thousands of dollars a year for most people, sometimes tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, depending on the people. But nobody wants to pay these income taxes. So I'll give uh, give you a few examples of the kinds of things you might hear. The first is that it's something called voluntary compliance. And that's not quite what you think it would be. (laughs) It sounds like you're voluntarily, you know, you you have your choice of whether you want to pay these taxes or not. No, it's that they will convince you that you don't really owe these taxes. You are voluntary, you're volunteering to pay the taxes because it's up to you to figure out whether or not you owe taxes. Okay. So if you decide, hey, yeah, I owe these taxes. Hey, this sounds silly, but I'm going to tell you, people do it. A lot of people do it. The second thing would be that your income really isn't taxable at all. Now, this is an easier thing to convince people of. You know, these are wages. They're not taxable like my interest that I earn on a on an investment. This is money that I work for. And the argument is that you're really trading your wages for other things in the economy that also get taxed. So if I'm using my wages to buy clothing and food and those that those items are taxed, why do I have to pay income tax on my wages as well? Mm-hmm. It's just really a tool to barter, right? Yeah. It's not really income. It's more of a bartering chip. And so these companies make really cogent arguments about this. And you can guess why. They're going to charge you a fee right. repeatedly to try and get you to do this stuff month after month after month and write all these letters and and exempt yourself out of paying income tax in some way that they convince you is correct. Uh, I remember one years ago had to do with, oh, this gets really deep. I, I won't go into a lot of detail about it, but it had to do with zip codes. They decided that this was not, and they were, what were they called? Tax objectors, conscientious tax objectors. That like was you, the term. Like you could live in that zip code if you didn't want to pay taxes? No. Instead, that the tax system was a bogus system. And that you pay taxes to the United States, not the United States of America. And their proof of this, oh, you know, you get all (laughs) kinds of things here. The proof of this was that at some point, and I forget when in history, they started using zip codes. And they started labeling the states, the areas of zip codes as United States zip codes, U.S. zip codes. So the entire premise of this, and they had um, celebrities touting this. Wow. So that it seemed really, really, I mean, big celebrities, so that it seemed really believable. The entire premise was, who are you paying taxes to? You're not paying taxes to the United States of America. You're paying them under the zip code thing, which isn't really a country. And it was a very elaborate plan where you had to keep writing letters and, you know, sending registered things to the IRS, all telling them that you were a conscientious tax objector, which brings me to one of my other things. Really, some people say, oh, they shouldn't have to pay federal taxes because they're a citizen 
of the state they live in, not a federal citizen. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? I mean, there's a million. I suppose you could spin that the other way and say I'm a citizen of the federal system and not the state. There's a million of these things, but they are they're always cooked up by some company who wants to charge you because they're telling you they've been doing this with thousands and thousands of clients and nobody's ever gotten burned. Nobody's ever been audited. They'll tell you anything. They just want to take your tax money. Mm -hmm. So instead of you paying it to the IRS, you're willing to pay them because this is the last year you'll ever have to pay this. And then you're (laughs) going to be immune from paying taxes. Okay. In, In the second half, I want to talk in detail, more detail about the kinds of things you can do that are going to be okay, really okay. If you found yourself in this kind of situation, even if you've ticked off the IRS or you think you have by saying I'm a conscientious tax objector, all they really want to do is get you back on the books paying your taxes, Mm -hmm. which of course none of us like, right? Who wants to be on the books paying taxes? But you know, who wants to have a problem every year or every couple of months or uh, a real problem even larger of criminal charge of tax evasion. And I can tell you from personal experience, you don't want the penalties to start adding up because you end up paying a ton of money that's just a waste that way. So what is your phone number for everyone out there? I don't want to give it today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's it's 413-773-3333. Or you can visit HugYourMoney.com. Coming up, part two of Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram on 101.5 WHMP.